Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. For many years, astronomers have speculated whether there was or is water on the planet Mars. We know there is some water on the Moon, but last week the Opportunity rover that is exploring the surface of Mars appeared to find definite evidence of previous water deposits. By studying the rocks and rock formations on Mars, scientists back here on Earth have concluded that there was almost certainly water on Mars before. It might not have been in the form of lakes or rivers that we are familiar with, but it now seems very likely that there was water there at some time in the planet's history. Of course, the next question is whether that water led to the formation of life on Mars, but that is something that we still don't have any evidence of. Perhaps one day we will. Staying in space, or actually further out of it, and way back in 1977, a space probe called Voyager was launched from Earth to explore the rest of our solar system and beyond. 34 years on, it is still going strong and has now reached the edge of our solar system and is heading into the area of space that we really know very little about beyond our solar system. The Voyager craft has enough power to allow it to send back data to Earth for another nine or ten years, but after that, it will fall silent. It will still keep on traveling at around 15 kilometers per second, even when it does run out of power. And although it is unlikely it will encounter anything else on its journey, there are markings and messages on the craft which identify which part of the galaxy it came from. So maybe one day, hundreds, thousands, or millions of years in the future, an alien race might find the craft and then want to make friends with us humans, if we are still around. Then it's hard to think that anyone would think good things about rats. We consider them dirty scavengers, but they might be nicer than we think. In new research, it seems that rats will often choose to help other rats rather than doing something selfish for themselves. The experiments gave rats the option to eat something yummy or to help another rat escape from a cage. The majority of rats chose to help other rats and not eat something themselves. This sentiment was even stronger in female rats. So maybe we have been giving rats a bit of a bad press all this time. If you play video games, then you will know that there are thousands of different ones available that cover every imaginable subject. But some of the most popular ones are very violent. In particular, ones that portray shooting and killing. Games can show anything. Including things that are generally banned in real life, such as torture. So, should these games be allowed to be more violent than real life, or should the same conventions for normal warfare apply to games too? That is a question that the International Red Cross is raising, and it is an interesting discussion. What about chemical or biological weapons? 
They are banned by the international community within warfare, but can easily be included in video games. Also, there has always been debate on whether playing violent video games encourages people to be more violent, but scientists and psychologists are still undecided about that. There is no doubt that video games are part of our popular culture, and so we need to decide how far that violence should go. It is always best to eat food that is as fresh as possible. However, there are times when food needs to last a long time, in particular for soldiers on missions who need to eat quickly, have very light food to carry, and that food needs to have a long shelf life. And the problem with most dried or preserved food that does last a long time is that it doesn't taste very good. So the U.S. Army has developed a remarkable new food. A sandwich that stays good for up to three years. The trick is to reduce the moisture and oxygen to a minimum, and to use combinations of foods that don't react with each other. For instance, if you spread butter on bread, it will get soggy fairly quickly. But if you just put cheese on that bread, then it will not. The other way that a sandwich goes bad quickly is that bacteria react with the food. So, by removing all bacteria as part of the preparation and then removing all moisture from the sealed package, you can make a sandwich that the U.S. Army claims is tasty for over two years. Even so, I don't think I want to try one anytime soon. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the science blog for another week. Read it back again on the Teen Time website, and I'll see you next Thursday evening for more.